Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us for our podcast. I'm your host, Evan Forster, a licensed clinical social worker, clinical lead at the Center for Strength, and I'm very grateful to be recording on location today uh, at this beautiful space, The Main Mission. Resiliency Reimagined is a podcast produced by the STEM Center for Strength, a resiliency center working with individuals impacted by mass violence. Our podcast explores resiliency of individuals, families, and communities impacted by trauma and the ways in which helpers can impact these communities. A new thing with today's podcast is we'll be incorporating a video element. So if you're listening to this at your desk, go ahead and hop over to our YouTube channel to watch the video and get a look at this beautiful space. Our guest, or our guest today is Kathy Hulley from one of our community partners, The Main Mission, where we're recording today. Kathy, I really can't get over how awesome this space is, and I'll let you go ahead and inter- introduce yourself. Thank you so much, Evan, and I'm so happy that you're here, and I'm just grateful, grateful to share this place with you and also with STEM. Um, let's see, we've been doing this for about five years. Um, Mike and I started The Main Mission. We were going to retire, and we just decided this was too special to not share. Yeah. So that's what we have done. Okay. This is maybe a different retirement than a lot of people think. <laughs> it is, but it's but it's wonderful. So yeah, to be able to combine my two passions, I've always been passionate about teenagers, maybe except when mine were teenagers. Okay. But other than that, I'm passionate about teenagers and horses and just the the opportunity to combine the two has just been a real it's a real dream for us. That's great. So today we'll be talking about the main mission, its partnership with the center and how animal assisted therapy can be helpful for people within the center uh, and people outside of it, uh, whether they've been impacted by trauma or otherwise. Uh, First, as with all of our guests, Kathy, how would you define resiliency? Gosh, Evan, this is the perfect place to talk about resiliency. I'm sure you've heard the saying about get back on the horse. And that's kind of what resiliency is. It's taking your inner strength and being able to overcome obstacles, recognizing your support system, utilizing all of that to become a resilient, strong person, both on the inside and the outside. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So um, how do you see it play out in some of the people that you work with? Well, for example, I see a lot of teenagers, mostly I mentioned that, and they come in with anxiety or depression or like you know, Mm -hmm. trauma-related issues. And I think being around animals, you have to be calm. You have to take a deep breath. You have to just let go of what you're dealing with and be mindful in the moment and, and just be present. And I think that that's really important in developing resiliency. I think it's important in identifying your strengths and your weaknesses. And then we work on overcoming those. Absolutely. And so that's with the people. How do you see resiliency play out with some of the animals that are here? Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, you know, they have to get used to groups too. And every, okay. and every person that comes is different. And so the animal has to overcome what they're feeling at the time and, and focus on the person. You know, animals can hear a heartbeat. They can hear a human heartbeat like six feet away. I did not know that. And so if you come in and you're all wound up and you're anxious, the horse is going to get wound up and anxious. And so that's a perfect time for me to say, let's all, everybody needs to calm down. Everybody mm-hmm. needs to take a deep breath. And often when a person takes a deep breath, it's, it's beautiful because a person will go, and right after that, the horse will mimic that and they'll make the noise and we okay. all just come together and again, focus on strengths rather than fears. Yeah. 
And those of you that are watching probably just saw uh, our uh, dog friend pop up. Uh, who is this? This is Bruno. He's a professional therapy dog, which is different than a service animal. He is not allowed on airplanes and things like that, but he is allowed in uh, at hospitals and nursing homes and things like that. But Bruno works really closely with a lot of people that come to that come out to the main mission. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a very friendly greeting every time I've I've come out. Yeah, definitely. You know, he's funny. He'll um he'll bark and whatever, and he can be a watchdog. And then if you play ball with him, Evan, he's happy as can be. But then if you sit down and start talking to me, and maybe some emotions start to come out, he's right here. So he must be sensing some emotions yeah. right now in your voice, Evan. Or maybe it's me. <laughs> that could be too. That could be too. Uh, so our most recent event. Uh, out at the main mission uh, from the Center for Strength was on May 7th, the day the shooting occurred in 2019, uh, the event happening this year, uh, where we did a day of service and interacted with uh, some of the animals that you have. Uh, we've gotten some really good feedback about providing this as an option. Why do you think it can be helpful to do things like that on a difficult day for people? Boy, that was a beautiful day, wasn't it? It was really great seeing um, the people from STEM come in. Um, and the service project for us was wonderful also. You guys helped paint gates and all of that. But the real premise of that is, is we're getting them, when people looked at their calendar and they saw May 7th, they had immediate thoughts. But then hopefully right under that, because we'd planned this so far in advance, they saw the main mission, come out, make yeah. a difference, see the animals. And so again, replacement thought, hopefully that gave people something else to think about on May, on May 7th. And again, I'm just a firm believer in the act of service. And I think that when you give to other people, it takes you out of your own space even if it's just for a little while and that's what happened on there on our day of remembrance yeah and it was it was beautiful absolutely so so what I heard you say is um, it, it helps uh, on a hard day having a sense of purpose having a sense of doing something can be helpful for people so for some people that was helpful um, otherwise being with animals can mm -hmm. be calming grounding that kind exactly. of thing so that was probably helpful for some people right. and then maybe just kind of interacting with community was also helpful exactly and I think it just gave people an opportunity and a space I don't know if you noticed that day there were we have a lot of different gathering spots here at the mission and I every now and then I would look and there'd be a group of five over here and I could see them talking about something about May 7th and I'd see another group over here shooting archery but they would still be talking about about the day and and how they are yeah sharing absolutely and and one thing that I think we've learned at the center as a whole is that any way that we can cre create community mm -hmm. whether it's through a more formal like support group book club that kind of thing or right. coming out and doing an activity mm -hmm. I think is is really help healing, helpful, cathartic, yeah. therapeutic, all of those right. those great words. So much better than sitting in an office, Evan, and I, staring at the therapist. <laughs> I, I'm definitely a little jealous. Yeah, that, that is for sure true. Um, cool. So um, when we were out here last, uh, I recorded some video mm -hmm. so that those that are watching um, this on YouTube can kind of have an idea of some of the other things that the center or excuse me, that the mission has to offer um, outside of just this beautiful view here and, and outside of the horses that we see. So I'm going to uh, go ahead and show that video. Okay. We're going to kind of talk through it and, and what we're seeing, and okay. then uh, we'll we'll come back to, to chatting. Okay. I will say that those of you that, that see uh, a little kid in the video, that is my <laughs> son, Jack, that is not uh, a client or anything like that. He was just out here also really digging all the animals, although he was a little bit scared of <laughs> the bigger animals. But we'll We'll get him there. Yeah. So.
All right, so what are we seeing here, Kathy? Well, you're walking through the front door of our barn. It's not a real uh, fancy place, but people have told me that it's just kind of a place that's filled with fun and, and love. And this is the tack room. It's supposed to be the tack room. It's kind of the cat room. That's Melvin and Maxine. They are brother and sister. Um, that There's Jack petting that cat. Those cats have turned out to be really, really great therapy animals. Okay. All right, heading through the barn, headed out the back door. I have a, a sign there about finding your purpose and then giving it away. Oh my gosh, this is the, the highlight of our barn. Um, this was done by a volunteer, a 17-year-old girl, that asked me one day if she could just paint a couple horses on my wall. And I didn't expect to get that, but it is beautiful. That is absolutely, yeah, yeah beautiful. I didn't know that that was uh, done by a yeah. person out here. That's She's going to use it for her entrance to art school. Awesome. And then what are we Okay, here? Um, that's headed out the back door. That's the paddock area. Um, that's where we feed the horses. That's where they hang out. We have a new mister system in there that keeps the horses cool. Also, groups when they're here can come there and get cool. Again, just more pasture area for the horses. We have 35 acres here. About 20 of them are fenced for pasture for horses and cows. Wow. Okay, so the, the horses, the cows, they, they have a lot of space to kind of move around they and do. stuff. Okay. That would be, buddy, you did a great job on the video. You kind of capture their personalities. He's a little silly. Okay, now we're heading out back. This is the slack line. Um, we just tried to add some things, Evan, to kind of break up the therapeutic process. Okay. And, and that's really what the slack line can take a break from heavy-duty things, and then we can come back and talk about other things. And I can't do a slack line, but I think if I could see <laughs> that view behind me, I'd be more apt to try. This is a zip line. Again, we put that in just to, again, provide an, a, uh, a chance to smile and laugh and, and not make everything so serious in therapy. Archery has been really popular, and I didn't expect that. Um, it's empowering to hit those targets. Yeah. And um, again, that's just more horses out there enjoying the mountain view. That's Earl the goat. The goats really don't have a lot of value add except their comic relief. And you seem to have captured that. I think there is. <laughs> I think there's some value for Earl. That, you that do? might be selling him a little short. <laughs> Maybe you'd like to take Earl home. No, I, I don't know about that. Um, the black and white horse is a teenager's horse that I board here. And again, just hanging out. So we've got Buddy, and then who else are we seeing? That's Boomer, the, the brown there. and white horses. Boomer, I've had him the longest. Okay. Most of these horses are mid-range, about 17 years old, which is about mid midway in their life. I So horses live to like 35 or so? Mm -hmm. Look at that quick math. You are. You're amazing. Oh, <laughs> and you've got our new porta potty in there, Evan. That's an ADA porta potty um, And they're... There's Bruno and there's Jack running by. Those We have these little vehicles. We have nine little grandkids about Jack's age, and so, yeah. Yeah, he was definitely a big fan of the uh, the uh, power wheels and that kind yeah, of thing uh -huh. when we were out here. Just, again, the stalls um, and another paddock area. That's the place I have to keep clean, Evan. That's where you have to pick up. It's called mucking, picking up horse poop. And it's, an, it's a lifelong project. That is our new goose. His name is Ryan Gosling. Um, he Which is a baby. One of my favorite uh, <laughs> things coming out here is learning the name of the goose. Uh -huh. How did that? Uh, how did the goose get? The you know, name? we have an odd. We have three kids, and they have. Um, they're all married, and they have odd spouses too. And they all came up with these odd names, and we chose Ryan Gosling. So that's wonderful. And what is? Uh, do the chickens have names? They do. They're Galaxy and Grayfeather. We had seven chickens to begin with, and um, we've never lost anything to coyotes or bears or bobcats, but we have lost to disease and things like that. Okay.
these chickens haven't laid eggs since the goat, the goose got here. The cows, um, these are Butch and Sundance. They are about eight months old, and they're actually popular too, which they don't do much for me, but... Yeah, no, they were. Other uh, people like I, the cows. I definitely <laughs> think that my, my son, my wife, and a lot of the community that we saw out here were pretty into the cows. That's funny. So, isn't it? yeah. Um, so, we've got an idea of some of the animals now and some of the activities out at this center, um, just kind of in a broad sense. Um, why do you think animal assisted therapy can be helpful for both people in our community and just helpful for folks who are trying to work on their mental health and, and kind of some other things otherwise? You know, I'm, I'm guessing you know the answer to that sitting here, but for people that aren't sitting here, I think it's a chance to be outside and to breathe and to just kind of let go of so many things that we carry around with us from yeah. school and work and city life. And, um, and again, just to focus on animals and something other than yourself for a little while. Yeah. And so you had mentioned that um, when a person comes out here, they might be kind of feeling a, a little more energized or, or kind of a little more activated for whatever reason, whether it's they're coming to therapy or they've just never met a horse before. Right. And this mm -hmm. is their first time doing that. And then you said kind of being calm can help calm down the horse. Mm -hmm. um, I'm assuming being able to be calm isn't like a total like prerequisite to, mm -hmm. to, to try in this. What, what right. kind of helps people do, do you think kind of maintain a little bit of a sense of calm or acquire that and how do the animals like assist with that okay i think that therapy over the years has gotten a little bit of a bum rap you know okay. and i think that coming out here a lot of people will say i've tried therapy before and i don't want to meet a new therapist and but when they come out here and they realize that we're not sitting in a chair not that this is bad evan but not sitting in a chair and um <laughs> looking across at someone that we're yeah. talking while we're grooming a horse um we're talking about feelings of someone other than yourself we're talking just about a broader sense of creation and life and um and again just that you're not focused on your own small sure. world right then so um i mean part of therapy is perspective taking mm -hmm. and um working with the animals helps provide that perspective mm -hmm. sometimes and I think I mentioned to you before that when you're, you know, often I'll do my sessions, we'll just be grooming a horse. And when you're not staring at somebody, you know, whatever, you're just grooming a horse, you're focused on that horse, and then all of a sudden it comes out. It, you can't yeah. help but let things out when you start to let go of the lock on your brain and on all those memories. It just flows. Totally. And I, I mean, I don't know how effective it is for you, Kathy, but when somebody, if I'm feeling anxious or, or upset or something like that, and somebody's like, calm down. Um, that usually doesn't help. <laughs> That's um, right. But I would guess having that sense of purpose, like, hey, I need you to take a couple breaths so mm -hmm. that we can go interact with the horse. Right. If you, the horse is kind of noticing or, right. or the goat or the right. cow is noticing your energy mm -hmm. or noticing how you're feeling. Right. Um, that can be like a really good prompt and motivator. You're, exact. to you're, exact, use you're that. exactly right. And I, or we could say things like, why do you think he, the horse walked away from you? Why do yeah. you think the cat jumped off your lap? What are, what are you feeling right now that maybe that animal has picked up on? Okay. Um, so, so we're mirroring with the exactly. animals also. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I would say, I mean, you know this, but I, I also, and those of you that are coming into the center know that I bring Barkley into the mm -hmm. center and some people, um, ask me, you know, what is he like specially trained to do? Is he going to like sit on my feet if I'm feeling <laughs> a certain way? And I, my response is generally, no, he's not specially trained to do that. But mm -hmm. what I have seen is for folks who are experiencing more emotions that animals or Barkley in this case kind of picks up right. on that and mm -hmm. does kind of help go. Comfort exactly. And that kind of yeah. Thing. 
It's funny, though, with animals, people always say, you know, can you guarantee this or that? Or like you said, can, yeah. will Barkley sit on my feet if I'm anxious? And, you know, you can't guarantee with animals, but you can't guarantee with humans either. Absolutely. And so that's kind of a, a, also a good lesson to share. Okay. Um, any examples of how you're using like specific horses in some of that modeling or, or how you're using it in kind of like social interactions or working on social skills? Um, because I know that the, uh, a lot of the horses have kind of different stories as mm -hmm. to how they got here. And I imagine right. you incorporate those sometimes. I do incorporate that often because everybody, every animal is different, just like every person is different. And um, yeah, for example, we just have a new horse that came in and he had lived at the same place for his whole life, 20 something years. And he came out here and so I'm able to say this is like a homeschool uh, teenager coming yeah. to their senior year with no social skills no idea about the topics no idea of the rules and so yeah every horse has a different story every animal has a different story animal assisted therapy by definition is incorporating an animal into a specific treatment plan yes and so I'm all about relationship building not just with the animals but with people too I think that um, so we have to build a relationship. You can't force a horse to come and love on you. As, as you saw when yeah. you were here, certain horses picked you and Jack out and came to hang out with you. So yeah, so we build relationships and we focus a lot about relationships and how those transfer over into your everyday life. Yeah, so you use it both um, kind of like um, as a as a, a skill building tool, but also like as an adjunct to maybe some other types of therapy. Exactly, and that kind of thing. exactly. And you know, people often want to come here, Evan, and they just want to ride horses. And it's not about riding horses here. And even if somebody is able to ride, we don't put them on until they've built a relationship with a horse. You don't invite yeah. somebody over to spend the night at your house when you first meet them. You have to get to know them a little better and build some trust. And so it's the same concept. Absolutely. Building trust. And building trust is huge. It's a it's a beautiful model with animals. Okay. Um, and then what about some examples as, as to how you use the zip line, how you use archery, um, slack line, like that kind of thing okay. uh, to, to help folks who are coming out to the center, okay. how they use that? Well, my model for a therapy session is probably a little different than yours. And I like to alternate um, a little fun with the seriousness. And so that's what these activities provide. And it's a chance to combine both your physical and your mental wellness because mm -hmm. we all know it, you know you're out and you're moving and blood is going to your brain and all of a sudden you're thinking clearer and you're thinking gosh why didn't I think about that so again it's the movement it's creating balance between mental and physical well-being I do have to throw this in here is that my kids hated that word when they were growing up balance whenever I would say you're out of balance yeah go run you're sure. out of balance right you're out of balance and that's what it is out here okay so just providing a, a sense of balance Right. And we do play some ping pong at the. You uh, do. The You're right. Too, I don't so mean to dish you. It's a little you, bit Evan. different um, <laughs> uh, than traditional. And I will say that um, I've only been defeated once on that ping pong oh, table. Oh, I'm glad so, you threw that in there. Um, just yeah, just a little brag <laughs> for the uh, the uh, audience. Uh, That's if anybody right. is uh, feeling uh, pretty confident about ping pong, uh, come <laughs> see me in my office. Um, so. Uh, um, I would also guess that things like the uh, slack line and, and maybe archery kind of help uh, maybe provide like a sense of control for people or help to develop that. And empowerment and yeah. control. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. I thought I was so weak. I'm terrible at sports. Oh, look, I can do the, I can do the zip line. I can do the slack line. Okay. Yeah. 
And then another thing that I'm hearing about animal assisted therapy out at the center is um, it doesn't necessarily matter how much experience you have with horses. Like if you've mm -hmm. never experienced a horse before, you can come out to the main mission and benefit. And if you have experienced horses for a really long time, but also want to experience animal assisted therapy out here, it would be helpful for you. You know, I have, I could go on and on with client stories, but one comes to mind when you say that, and that is a girl that comes out um, with a pretty heavy-duty background and her therapy animal is one of those darn chickens and she really? carries that chicken she comes and she picks it up and she puts it on her shoulder and that chicken is with her all day she'll yeah. set it on a fence while she's riding a horse and it's crazy to just me. hangs out it's hangs but that's healing for her absolutely so yeah and typically I think we think of I mean I before I took my animal assisted therapy mm -hmm. uh, of course I thought of dogs and horses mm -hmm. um, and I didn't think of any other type of, of animals right. kind of assisting and then you mentioned something like that and mm -hmm. you kind of see how it, it, animal assisted therapy can be very like broadly it, applied. Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah. Yeah. You let me know if you want to hear any stories Evan. You know I have a million of them with yeah. animals and... Totally. Um, I guess what is a way that I know you you do individual work but you also mm -hmm. do groups mm -hmm. how do you use animals maybe in more of that like uh, group setting well I guess I'll I guess I'll highlight the cats then for that because I'd really these are the first cats I've ever owned and um, I didn't know much about cats but in a group setting I'm just looking over here at, at a group's where we sit in a circle and every single time those cats will come and they'll hop on somebody's lap and it's interesting to me and and just real quickly one one time they hopped on a young man's lap whose dad had taken his life and and I just said you know do you even like cats he's never yeah. done that before do you want me to get the cat off your lap and that was the that was what broke the wall down Evan and that's when he said my dad was a cat lover do you think that yeah. I'm like my dad I don't know let me tell me about your dad sure and um, so that's how in a group setting it can be or it gives people a chance to say you know I'm afraid of horses because of their size or um, and I'm also afraid of the bully in my class and you know what I mean it just gives a chance to compare I guess okay um and then kind of uh, backing up a little bit we love having the main mission as a partner um, at the center uh, for strength. What was a kind of a motivator for you to want to get involved and, and help this community? Well, I was around when um, when Columbine happened uh -huh. and um, and I felt I think a little helpless at that time because I was just starting out in my career. Um, and so when STEM happened, I became aware of what was going on. I was waiting for an opportunity. I had reached out, but nothing had really yeah. developed. But then by chance, or not by chance, I met a student from STEM and that person stole my heart. And yeah. then as I realized just maybe what I did with, with that person and how that could help on a broader scope that we reached out and got involved with STEM. And talk about a resilient group. I mean, everybody I've met from STEM and the Center for Strength is just exemplifies resiliency. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, I say this a lot, I feel incredibly honored to work mm -hmm. with this community and, and kind of walk alongside uh, mm -hmm. in, in a lot of healing journeys. Um, and and I think what, what you mentioned is, is big for anybody that wants to help after uh, any type mm -hmm. of mass violent mm -hmm. event, mass violence event. Um, because we are, what we see is uh, everybody tries to jump in and help like right after it happens. And then kind of over the course of time, um, the communities figure out more about what exactly. they actually need. Mm -hmm. um, and then in your case, this happened and, and you got connected and, mm -hmm. and it, it's been hugely beneficial, I think, to our community. And to us too. Yeah. yeah. And so I think for folks that are, are trying to help, um, 
kind of recognizing what your strengths are, recognizing mm-hmm. what you what you can bring to to a community, and then also going once you're asked, right? right? Like, um, and, and recognizing, Hey, these are the services that I offer. Try not to overextend yourself and do things that you're not comfortable with and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And then, and then saying like, Hey, this is, this is how I think I can be helpful. And Mm -hmm. then, uh, working with that. There's that goose. There's the goose. I, it's coming through my headphones. Is it? So, <laughs> I had no idea where it was coming from, uh-huh. and that was uh, that was a little uh, alarming. So oh, those sorry. of you that can hear that goose, I'll try to tone it down in the uh, in the edit, but uh, we'll see what happens. Maybe just Ryan Gosling wanted to also be a guest. That's right. Um, um, and you know, this place has kind of become a little bit of a drop-in center too, Evan. Okay. Kind of like the Center for Strength, which I didn't envision that either. But I'll uh-huh. get a call sometimes. You know, sometimes eight at night, and it's a teenager that's struggling and. Could I just come by yeah and, um, and I'm happy to meet anybody in the barn and we just spend time okay so I know our next community event at the Center for Strength mm-hmm. is on October 8th exactly um, what uh, what is that gonna look like kind of what have the we talked a little bit about the one on um, uh, May 7th mm-hmm. but outside of that what if what do the community events look like or how do you envision this one kind of um, uh, upcoming. I think it's going to be just kind of a drop-in event, and you guys are always so good about providing food and bringing lunch yeah. and all of that. Um, it's a drop-in event. Again, it's a time for everybody just to get together in a different setting, um, just to reconnect old friendships. We'll have people back, I'm sure, from that have graduated that'll come yeah. back to see teachers. And nobody, students love to see their teachers get on a horse. That's um, pretty much their favorite yeah. thing. So beware, Evan, that could okay. be you next time. Okay. Um, and so I just really, I don't have a lot of expectations. I uh, kind of open the doors and um and and just let it be and let everybody just be what they want to be yeah um so folks in our community can definitely talk to me talk to anybody at the center uh for strength as as to how to get involved Mm -hmm. with uh the main mission Mm -hmm. um whether it's a group that that you're running or 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 coming out uh and talking to you Mm -hmm. outside of that if if somebody's listening to this but they are outside of our uh kind of center for strength community how would somebody get involved with the main mission um and that kind of thing well thank you for asking um it's just pretty simple the main mission.com and that has our information on there you could reach out as far as volunteering filling out a form um, contact me directly if you'd like to have an activity or a group or individual counseling out here okay and then also Evan we had the STEM Center we had a senior bonfire out here yeah. we had that for STEM we had a graduation dinner so yeah we've had quite a few things out here and I I like for STEM to think that this is just kind of a second home for the oh, community. I appreciate you saying mm-hmm. that. And something like the bonfire, we talked mm-hmm. about how decreasing isolation, increasing a sense of community can be incredibly healing. Um, I mean, one of the things that I've seen being the most powerful for a lot of the people that I'm working with, um, what is what is something like the senior bonfire? What did that look like when, when we had the um, Well, it was here? a dinner. Again, you guys brought food. And, um, and then as it got dark, you know, you, it's a little easier to talk when, again, somebody's not staring at you. And yeah. the group out there around the fire, they laughed and they were silly and they had fun. But they also were able to share some of their fears. It's easier to share that. Yeah. In the dark. I think we should do therapy in the dark, Evan. Therapy in the dark with a bonfire? <laughs> My clothes would smell like smoke a lot more, but I think I would definitely enjoy that. It That'd was be beautiful. Great. Yeah. It really, it really was. Totally. Um, so anything that I missed uh, that you think would be helpful for folks to know about the mission, helpful for people to know about how animal-assisted therapy uh, can be impactful? I'm watching the goats tear down my area over there. Um, 
you know, I think you have to experience it almost yeah. to give it a try. You don't have to be an animal lover to come out here. Some people come out and they say it smells great out here, and other people say it smells awful out here. It's different for everybody, which is why we try to offer something a little different for everyone. Absolutely. And uh, maybe I'm wrong here, but um, kind of worst case scenario, you come out and get to see a pretty beautiful view and get to um, see some animals and um, probably feel a little bit more grounded when you leave. And a little, I know I'm going to feel a little bit more grounded when mm -hmm. I leave, um, just feel a little bit more connected. And, mm -hmm. um, and then best case, you know, it, it's very impactful and helpful mm -hmm. in your healing. Yeah. And we have a lot of teenage volunteers. You're able to get your community service hours here. Okay. Um, you know how the teenagers have to have yeah. 20 hours to graduate. So, yeah, I have a lot of that going on. I have teenagers working with disability groups out here that are helping me with that. Okay. So there's just a lot of different opportunities here. But I often manage to squeeze therapy into some of those, uh, just to let you know, Evan. Yeah, absolutely. Well, anything that uh, the mission is going to be doing that uh, that you just want to plug while you're oh, uh, talking you. on the podcast? Um, well, we have just developed a partnership with Developmental Pathways here okay. in Colorado. And we have seen already this summer, much to our surprise, we've seen over 200 people with intellectual or developmental disabilities. Over 200? Over 200. We have another 100 on the books before the end of September. And so those groups come out and that's... It's therapy focused, but it's it's also just again joy focused. Okay. So that's been a real interesting thing for Mike and I to share. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, rewarding. Hey, there's Bruno. Yeah. Hey, Bruno. Um, and then um, before I kind of get into the, some of the activities that the uh, centers got coming up, um, who are the horses that we can see in the background, and who maybe were the horses that have have walked have moved away? on? Um, well, this is Buddy, this Palomino. He's kind of the herd boss, and sometimes that's helpful to watch his behavior. I had a sixth-grade boy tell me once after watching him bully the, the other horses around that that was kind of him on the playground, and he okay. wasn't going to do that anymore. Wow. And so he's a bully, but that's what a herd boss is. Um, the brown and white paint, like I said, I've had him the longest. He's kind of like a giant dog. I use him a lot for creating relationships and for people that are fearful because he's Bombproof is not a good word to use, but he's pretty reliable. Yeah. Um, this black and white horse, again, is a teenager's horse that I am just honored to have here at the mission. She has a very kind heart. She's a rescue, and she's just a, a joy for us to have. The pony, everybody wants to ride that little pony. I don't know if you saw her, the little white pony. She's the hardest horse here to ride. We talk about her. She's sassy. We talk about how appearances can be deceiving. She looks small and sweet and white and cute like a unicorn, but yeah. she is the hardest horse here to ride. So um, that's kind of my herd. Okay. And then people probably noticed that the pony did have some riding oh, on the yeah, side yeah, of it. Yeah. What was, uh, what's going on with that? We paint the horses. A lot of times if people are fearful of horses, that can be a step to get in. You can draw a big heart on her, a happy face. You can write your name. You can just make her look pretty. And, um, and that's just a way for people to get their foot in the door, feeling of a horse, feeling their breath, and, and again, starting to learn to be calm. Yeah. And, and just another example of you don't have to be an expert on horses mm -hmm. to come out here. There's tons of steps that we can take in that mm -hmm. process. Of, of getting to know animals and, right. and getting to, to feel comfortable with them and, and a really like low pressure way maybe exactly. people are kind of exactly. interacting with them. Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. 
Great. Um, well, some things that we have going at the center uh, coming up, we are continuing to do our open art studio. Uh, that's every Wednesday from 11 to 2. Uh, check out our calendar on our website for what projects we're doing. Tammy is doing some really awesome stuff. Um, she's we, amazing. Uh, it, it's been great. And uh, some of the activities that, that she's coming up with have been uh, fantastic. Um, we have uh, Beth back in the center this month. Uh, Beth Horowitz doing Breathe Stretch rest yoga that starts back on august 3rd and is wednesdays from 5 30 to 6 30. if you're listening to this and haven't listened to our last episode of our podcast beth was the guest and uh she was fantastic talking about yoga and and somatic being more aware of your body and, and how that has been impactful for her in her healing journey uh we have mountaintop art on friday august 12th from three to four that's for teens and up and that's with uh one of our facilitators at our center another beth this one beth Laurie. Um, creating a mountain decoupage on wood. Mm, did I say that word right? Uh, you did. That's beautiful. Okay. And then we have uh, Welcome Back Parent Hike Wednesday, August 17th from 7.45 to 9 a.m. Uh, join us for an easy walk from the center as we reconnect with our community. Strollers are welcome uh, on that walk. Uh, we have guilt-free journaling on Tuesday, August 23rd from 5 to 6.15. Uh, discovering how journaling can fit into your everyday life without inducing guilt. Uh, something that we've been working on actually as a uh, um, staff within the center has been incorporating journal and... Uh, uh, doing something like this has kind of helped me to uh, reconfigure how I think about journaling. Wow. And so I totally recommend anybody who's tried journaling and failed or has thought right. about mm -hmm. it to give something a shot like this. Um, and then rounding out, going back to the uh, animal assisted stuff, we have pause to read on Thursday, August 25th. Uh, from 2.45 to 3.45, uh, um, and that's for el our elementary school community, parents, that kind of thing. Come read with the therapy dog at the center. It's not a drop-off event. We kind of want it to be uh, mm -hmm. family-oriented, mm -hmm. but also to, to use things like Bruno really or nice. other animals to, mm -hmm. to help folks feel a little bit more comfortable and confident in reading. Okay. And as the horses kind of walk out of the background, that's our <laughs> cue to wrap up. Um, Can so, I throw one more thing, Evan, yeah. is that, that I forgot that we're going to start. We had a teen group this summer, and we had a couple people from STEM Center participate in that, and we're going to be starting another one the end of August. Okay. And so if anybody would like to come out, it's once a week, teen group, and it's led by Regis University interns. Okay. And again, it's outside incorporating a lot of the things that we've talked about in addition to some art and um, journaling and all sorts of things. Great. And uh, what day is that? It hasn't been determined yet. Okay. So you can reach out to me on the website information or they can get in touch with you. I'll get you a flyer. Totally. Um, and if you're, um, uh, yeah, uh, give me a flyer. Uh, send us an email at the center. Uh, interact with us on social media, YouTube, whatever. We will get you connected. Great. Um, so thanks for being a guest on our show, letting us record the <laughs> podcast out here and just overall your partnership with the center. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been really, it's always a pleasure to be out here. Thank so this you, is Evan. Great. It's a joy. It's a joy for Mike and I also. Thank a you. Absolutely. So thanks for listening. Thanks for watching and being with us. Have a great rest of your day and keep an eye out for next month's episode, which will drop at the end of August. Uh, we are, or I'm going to be interviewing Frank DeAngelis, the uh, oh, former wow. principal of Columbine High School mm -hmm. as our guest. Um, he's yeah. been a huge partner to our center and I really look forward to speaking with him about resiliency and that kind of thing. Uh, like I said, this episode will be out at the end of August and have a good rest of your day. Thank you. Cool.